Welcome all to another episode of Jordos Bizarre Podcast. Pew, 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 pew. Fun and cool noises. This week, we're taking a look at one of the latest and greatest major players in anime development. We're taking an in-depth look at Studio Mappa. Once again, I'm here with everybody's favorite and my favorite co-host, Uchi. Yeah, I'm here. All right, he's not as excited as me, but that's okay. Uh, I streamed right before this, so my energy's all out of whack. But we hope to share with you another episode that you'll enjoy today. That had weird cadence. Anyhow, a little brief history on MAPPA. MAPPA was founded on June 14th, 2011 by Masao Mar Maruyama at the ripe age of 70 years old. He was formerly the co-founder and producer of Madhouse before starting Studio MAPPA. It took five years to release their first movie, titled In This Corner of the World, which was the initial purpose of creating the studio. But as we've seen, this was not quite the setback people were saying that it was supposed to be. As MAPPA has become one of the major studios in anime production, producing such notable titles as Jujutsu Kaisen, Attack on Titan, Chainsaw Man, among a long list of others. But as of recent releases, these are some of the biggest releases we're getting, I guess, globally. Uh, the first series released by MAPPA was titled Kids on the Slope, which aired in spring of 2012. So it only took them a year to get an actual series on the air, but five to get their first movie but that was only a year and a half pardon me after opening the studio so we have a little short list of mappa animes here uh, uchi do you want to share maybe which of the ones on this list that you've seen because your list is definitely gonna be longer than mine uh so i think it's easier for me to say the witches i haven't seen <laughs> holy smokes Okay, so I've seen Jujutsu Kaisen, I've seen Attack on Titan Season 4, I've mm -hmm. seen Chainsaw Man, I've seen Yuri and Ice, I've seen Doro Doro, I've seen The God of High School, I haven't seen, oh sorry, I've seen Dori Doro, I've seen The God of High School, I haven't seen Doro, I haven't seen Banana Fish, I've seen Zombieland Saga, I've seen Take OP Destiny, I haven't seen Yosuke, I haven't seen Grand Blue Fantasy, but I've seen Season 1 of Kakiguri. That's, like, not even, like, the extensive list of what they've got, which is crazy to me for, like, a 10-year-old studio. But I've seen a lot of the same. Uh, uh, the only one, like, I like I can't say I've seen a lot of the same and just roll with it because you've seen, like, twice as much as I have on here. But, like, JJK, Attack on Titan, Chainsaw Man, uh, Doro Hidoro. Uh, I've seen Yasuke, actually. Mm. is kind of the extensive list for myself so i really haven't seen a lot by mappa in their past work but i mean in their current work i'm relatively caught up because for things that are airing like it's really just like jjk attack on titan and chainsaw man at the moment right yeah i'm dohidoro dohidoro is not technically airing but you've seen it I have seen it, yeah. but there's no like confirmation for season two. It's more like some of their current works, I guess. I know, I know Doro Hidoro only came out, I think, 
I want to say 2020, 2021, 2020, 2020. Yeah. But, uh, that was, it got the Netflix kiss of death and there's literally nothing about season two, which is a real bummer because I thought it was a great little anime. Yeah. Uh, my only anime on here, I would say, is actually, like, outwardly, like, not good from what I've seen, though, is Yasuke. I mean, Gov High School is a completely rushed and terrible production. Well, no, that's it's a completely rushed and terrible story and plot, right? But, like, the production values were really good on it. Yeah. Right? And I, I guess that we can lead into, like, the novel traits of, like, MAPA projects, right? Yeah. I like, this... This is very different from like uh, Studio Trigger, where like when we did the stu- the coach episode in Studio Trigger, like I said, one one thing you can tell about Studio Trigger anime is like a Studio Trigger anime. It's kind of like mm-hmm. bombastic and like it's got this Trigger flair to it, right? Yeah. One thing you can tell like really well about like Studio Mappa is like the choreography, like especially the fight choreography, is like exceptionally well done, right? Yes. Like. It's most noticeably if you like have watched like both the God of High School and JJK, like those are some two like the fight scenes on in those two anime look spectacular. Oh, I'd even argue that Chainsaw Man. Oh yeah, Chainsaw Attack Man's on right. Titan. Like Attack on Titan has such. Uh, I don't want to say a whole lot about Attack on Titan, especially because it's airing the finale, either later this year or early next year. I think it's winter twenty twenty four. Okay, so. I was- Season four, part part two, no, part season three, four, the final part, part one. Oh my yes, God. that's the actual title. It's coming out. I much cannot. I I can believe that, but also, what the hell? Yeah. Uh, but, all the same, they have very. This is a season one spoiler. I won't say anything about like later seasons, but the choreography oh, between technically no, because the tag and Titan season one through three was uh with studio oh that's right they only picked it up later yeah they only did Damn, why you're an expert they've only done season four yeah so then like that's the thing right because like attack on titan whenever like season four of attack on titan it's great it's spectacularly animated mm-hmm. but it's kind of doesn't have the same wit flair that it doesn't feel like those studio wit seasons they do feel like mappa seasons though and so far that the way that they pace these fights like you were saying is not overt in any way but it is subtly studio mappa i find that they regularly give you nice chunks of action you're gonna get i'm thinking of a specific scene that i'm not gonna say yeah um anything about actually because for early season that's a mad spoilers um but they break down their action where you get a good chunk we'll say like 30 seconds not a real like time frame on that you get 30 seconds of action it's intense you're like whoa holy smokes what's going on and then you get what feels like a standoff whether it's a literal standoff or they move you away from the action they give you a little bit of detail outside of the fighting and then they come back to the action. It's never just extended, like long-winded fight scene, which can be useful, 
But in some of the anime that I'm looking at, I think it works a lot better to have these kind of up down, like roller coasters of of action. I I feel like when it's anime or well enough and done well, we don't need like those breaks in between, right? Mm-hmm. But like this is all like dependent on like the way the story works, right? So like for like those earlier seasons for Attack on Titan, it definitely works well to have those like kind of breaks in the fighting, or right? it helps build the tension. But that's like for Attack on Titan versus like some anime where you just give me like ten to twenty minutes of glorious like fight choreography. Yeah, yeah, and I, I that suits its purpose. It does. But I'm thinking for something. It's Attack on Titan maybe is a little too specific for this. It's a very kind of widespread world, so a little bit of like exposition to break up a fight doesn't hurt because they'll give you interesting information all the same. Yeah. And I guess you kind of get that for a lot of the things they're working on. I'm just looking at their kind of list. Like, JJK is set in the real world, as is Chainsaw Man, with these supernatural... um, Yeah, which have unique abilities. And, like, their battle shounen. Uh, Chainsaw Man, a little bit less so. But all the same, their battle shounen. So you got to take time to explain to your viewers what's happening. Because... I mean, I'm not watching a battle shown in to not learn about their cool freaking powers, you yeah, know? Yeah, like, no, see how, like, the powers work and, like, how the, essentially, the world kind of works and, like, the leveling up, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I think the the MAPA formula, like, works really, really well for battle shown in, especially. Like, and, go ahead. I'm going to bring something up, right? And, like, it's kind of hard to describe, but it kind of goes back to this idea of like some studios have a, a flair and identity that you can't like get away from, right? Mm-hmm. So like, uh, studio wit studio like we just talked about has a wit studio flair, right? Studio Trigger, probably one of the most infamous of like when you say Studio Trigger, I mean you know that Studio Trigger, yeah. Right? When you look at like then like the other studios is like like varying degrees right like sunrise or like it comes to mecca to sunrise right yeah like um for me one thing like i kind of realized like even looking at this list right i don't know what studio mappa's signature thing is because like i know it's they're, kinda- they're really across the board they're really Genius. across the board, right? They do a lot of stuff. A, a fucking lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Right? But, like, it kind of feels like there's nothing about them that <laughs> makes them super distinct, right? Like, I, like sometimes I look at their animes and, like, oh, this could have been done by any other studio, right? Yeah. Like, uh, JJK. If you told me JJK was done by Madhouse, I'd believe you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, I'm also just looking at, like, the broad range of, like, genres they go about, too. I'm seeing sports anime. I'm seeing slices of life. I'm seeing, like, battle shonens. I'm seeing, uh, I'd assume, like, romance somewhere in here. I'm kind of looking at, like... Like, what they uh, do, right? Yeah, yeah. Like... It's just, how do you build an identity if you're going to do something so vague? Which is not necessarily a bad thing. It's but... not a bad thing, right? Because, like, 
it's the same way like you can you can say the same criticism of uh a1 pictures right right a1 pictures just does a wide range of things and you can't just look at one anime you can't just pick out like oh this is a1 pictures right Yes. So, like, it's kind of like the same way I look at, like, Studio Mappa. Like, I look at the work, right? And I'm like, oh, I, unless it says on the description, this is Studio Mappa, I wouldn't be able to pick that out, right? Yeah. And, like, I think the thing is, like, it does not help, like, especially when they pick up a lot of, like, sequels, right? Or yes. series that are coming from, like, other studios, right? Like, Attack on Titan was done by Studio Wood first. Mm-hmm. They've picked up Vinland Saga. Also, season two. Season two. Also from Attack on from Studio Wood as well, right? Yep. Um JJK is like another I I genuinely love JJK, right? I think JJK is really good. But even I can say that JJK is a typical battle shonen. Yes. I enjoy it, but like it is it follows the formula, right? Like it's not and nothing wrong with that, but, like, you're correct. It is just a battle show, man, at the end of the day. Yeah. Like, the things that were, like, making, like, Studio Marvel kind of, like, really fun at the beginning were when they were doing, like, kind of stuff that you wouldn't expect, right? Like, um, yeah. Kakuguri. It's a gambling anime where people get off because of, like, bets and stakes, right? It's so out there and ridiculous, right? Yeah. Zombieland Saga, it's an idol anime about zombies. Like, and that, like, you, you do that twist on something typical, and suddenly it's something wildly unique, right? Like, it, it's wildly unique, and you're like, okay, yeah, this is different, right? Like, Tucky OP Destiny, I did not even realize that was Studio Mappa. I thought that was an A1 Pictures production. Yeah. It had such a, a generic look to it, right? And, like, it feels so bad, like, me saying like that, right? But, like, I think the thing is, like, with Studio Trigger, Studio, with Studio, right? Even, like, K-On! Animations, they're, like, a lot smaller production companies. So it feels like they can put a lot more of, like, themselves in their work, right? Yeah. Whereas, like, Studio Mappa, like... In 2023 alone, they're doing Vinland Saga Season 2. Campfire Cooking in Another World with Absurd Scale. Which I think are both coming I out think, this season. Uh, Next season? Like spring? No, this se- right now. They're airing right now. Winter 2022. 23, sorry. Yeah. Wait, oh, Vinland Saga, yes. Vinland Saga, yes. I don't know about the... Camp- oh yeah, no, you're right. Episode yeah. 6 airing in 5 days. My bad. I think that's also like kind of what you are sorry to to pull you out of there, but I think the uh, cooking isekai is one of those ones where it's their chance to do something unique of their own. I know it's based on a manga, but but you can there's do... still creative liberty, right? Yeah, like oh, fuck. I I know like like Brick's not here to help it out, but like remember when me and Brick were just going on and on about. Um, Bochi the Rock. Yeah. Based on a manga, but the creative liberties in that anime is insane. That's what elevates that anime to a whole nother level, right? Yeah. And like, yeah. that's what I worry about with like Studio Mappa, right? Like, 
they had some stuff like where like they're no longer like doing these like weird things and like they keep putting out very non-connected like stylistic anime which it's fine right you see your anime production right it's kind of like they won't have that same like i think like studio mapa will be talked about in the same way we talk about like um a1 pictures the way we talk about ufuto studio Futo, right where we're just like yeah they can do these god tier levels of animation but we won't be there like it's got a trigger flare yeah it's, like there's no signature kind of move right like yeah maybe we're only asking for that because we're weebs and we love our battle animes and we love when our shonen protagonists have signature moves or when but, I, or the scenes that like so random and weird and make us feel like ooh, what is going on here yeah yeah like i and i like to be able to pick out and be like oh that's something i recognize that's that's a mappa kind of trademark you know yeah i think and, um, sorry i was just thinking like maybe like if they were to do more of their original projects because like i'm not sure like i'd have to do like more in-depth look at kind of what they've done to date but i look at stuff like doro hidoro doro hidoro uh, it's that's their not original work like it's based on a manga as well but Mappa took that and ran with it in the same way that they took Chainsaw Man and ran with it. Like, um, I look just at this, to compare. Sorry. sorry, I just I got one little bit left at this point. Uh, just to compare both in that, like, they they had well established like mangas, Jorohidoro kind of less so than Chainsaw Man, and they also decided like, hey, let's really lean into these. They gave Chainsaw Man a new ED for every episode. Doro Hidoro, I think, rotated between like three or four. Yeah. And so they're like, you know what? Creative Liberty, let's like spend the money. Let's, I'm assuming they're like, let's use our budget up. Let's put some heart and care into it. Not that I don't think they put heart and care into everything they do because they do great work, but that little bit of difference is kind of notable. Yeah. Because like, it's- Dorothy Doro and like Chainsaw Man, right? Those are like two of like, like that's Studio Mappa doing like. It kind of feels like those are like the passion projects, right? Yeah, like they put so much work and creative liberty into them, and like it shines, right? Like Chainsaw Man is arguably one of the best animes from last year, right? I think I just found something that connects a lot of these, but also carry on I'll, okay. i don't want to cut you off to no say say what you want to say so i'm seeing a lot of what like mappa does especially with their bigger animes is violence <laughs> big violence attack on titan notably gory chainsaw man notably gory doro he doro like very gory. is a gross show not like outwardly like disgusting but they have kind of like a halloweeny theme so you're gonna see blood you're gonna see guts yeah. i think there were bodies and garbage bags like they're not really think they're willing to show you the dark kind of side of i was gonna say the dark side of murder uh all of the side of murder is dark but they're kind of willing to show like characters like disposing of bodies 
or at one point someone's I don't want to say anything about that actually because that is a spoiler. But like they're willing to show gore. They are. Uh, you know, that's another thing you probably like look at, right? Mm-hmm. It's like I think like another thing is like when we talk about like say Studio Trigger and like those small studios that don't have a lot of directors, right? Yeah. So like they can kind of continue like the same style and like ideas throughout, right? <laughs> Whereas like um, Studio Mappa. Wow, okay. So, since 20... That's actually a lot of production. I'm going to count this out, like, when next point, right? But, like, since 2012 with the first anime, right? You've got Shinshio Watabe, Shinetage Junshodi, so that's three so far, Kechi Soto, uh, Yochi Hashari, I'm butchering this so badly, Yatuka Omoro, Satoshi Nashime, Atushi Washibeshi, Oh, this is going so bad. Konosuke, Sayo, Jun, Daisuke. You're doing your best. Sung Hu. I think that's a Korean as well. Okay, that dogs. sounds like a Korean name. Hiroko, Kozaku, Kozoharo. God damn. It's a okay, good thing I'm you stop do the editing. Yeah, I was going to say, like, you can go edit these so they all sound great. After you practice, I'm just going to stop there, but that's 15 different directors. Which is a lot, all things considered. That's a lot. Especially they're only releasing, what, about six anime? Okay, maybe a little more than six, but like... Okay, it varies a little bit. Like, they had... They released uh, 12 in 2020, and that would be their biggest release year yet. So actually, they're only releasing about five-ish to six anime a year. I would probably give it an average of five. Which, albeit, is a lot. 47 animes. 37, sorry? By the end of 2023, there'll be 47 animes coming out of the studio. In, what did I say? In 10 like years. 12 years? 10, 12 years? Yeah, 12 years. Yeah, so 12 div- 37 divided by 12. 40. Did I say 37 or 47? Whatever number I said, it's a lot. 47, 47. Welcome to the math podcast. It's about 3.9 <laughs> animes a year. So. Put that into context. Studio Trigger was founded about two months before MAPA. They have 11 productions. Yeah. I think, well, MAPA definitely looks like they are taking work to pay for other work. This might be because I did trades for a little bit because sometimes those are jobs that you take. You take jobs you don't necessarily like make a ton of money on, but you take those jobs because you know you're going to build like a good rapport. So I think in the same vein, Mappa is likely taking on these massive projects because they, they're going to pay out the nose and then they're going to kind of have a more creative division, I guess. Yeah. It doesn't I mean- really look like that's the case going forward considering 2023 has... Like JJK, Attack on Titan, Vinland Saga Season 2, and then the Campfire Cook Show or whatever, and then Jigo Kuraku. Yeah. And that's oh, it. Which kind of looks like another version of JJK. <laughs> it, it looks like a medieval JJK. Yeah. But like, I was like quickly looking at it, right? According to Wikipedia, so maybe not the greatest source in the world, Studio Mappa has more employees than production IG. That 
Okay, and correct me if I'm wrong, Production IG is releasing, like, how many anime a year? I have no idea, dude. Like, a lot, though, right? Like, I'm not crazy and thinking, like, that's, like, abnormal. It's not abnormal. Like, I think the thing is, like, with uh, Studio Mappa, it, it's not like they're trying to be, a, like, niche, like, small studio, like, plot. They're like, no, we are one of the big players in the industry now. That's true. And I think, in my head, I need to get off of that, too. Because to me, they do still seem small. But, like, you're right. Like, they're making, like, some of the biggest anime to come out, like, recently. Yeah. Chainsaw Man was, like, it hyped in, like, an insane amount by Crunchyroll. Attack on Titan, same deal. Like, and Jujutsu Kaisen is the battle shonen right now. Yeah. Like, I mean, take that for what you will. Like, I don't, I'm not putting, like, a, a I'm trying not to put, like, a value I think someone's going to call you, like, someone's going to get mad and say, like, JJK's mid or some shit like that. I don't know. And if you think JJK's mid, suck my butt. I, I was actually going to say, go ahead and think that. But you know what? Fight me. I'll fight you on JJK. Sure. We're starting controversy on, uh, on the podcast. podcast now. Let's go. But, yeah, like, it it's just one of those things, right? Like, Studio Mappa, like, the greatest strength is that because they have such a large number of directors they can produce anime that's so varied in like the style right where you don't like look at a show and be like is this studio map or not right that means they can make like the most different thing right like they made yuri and ice right mm-hmm. and like yuri and ice i think has got a yuri and ice is a good anime we'll leave it at that that's what i've heard genuinely i've heard nothing but good things yeah, I think the sports element of the anime is boring, but that's just me. The rest of the show is great. That's fair. I was about to say something. And I was like, do I really want to put that on the air so people can attack <laughs> me? But whatever, right? And like, they, they make something like urine ice. They made something like Kakaguri. And then something like uh, Chainsaw Man. They're very different styles, right? And at the end of the day, that's kind of like leads into it, right? They have, because they're so big, they can have all these different teams. They can make all these different styles of Abby. They literally are one of the big powerhouses in the anime now, right? They are, like, for they could be for about, like, the way you think about, like, Madhouse or Production IG, right? Like, you won't look at them and be like, oh, this is going to be a, a studio that will give me, like, a flair anime that's, like, insanely unique or different, right? But they'll give yeah. you a high production value. It's definitely something where we kind of have to look at the differences between a studio that seems somewhat smaller but wants to be a major player versus a studio that is smaller and is a major player. Yeah. I I, I guess that's not fair to say to MAPPA because MAPPA is a major player. Like I said, they're getting big animes. They just... And they have, like, a huge production team, especially considering if they're bigger than... you say IG? They're they bigger have more than? employees than IG. But yeah, production IG also owns more subsidiaries, so it's kind oh, of like, so they get credited far more free. Okay, because like, I was looking at IG's releases, like production IG's releases were far more extensive than Mappa. Yeah, because production IG owns Studio Wit. Oh, okay, so they're probably getting like sourced out kind of both ways. So yeah, but like, yeah, that's just the thing, right? Um. I don't know how we transition into this part, but 
Uh, I guess first, let's actually say, which series would you like to see them take on a... Doro Hidoro. Doro Hidoro. <laughs> Give me Doro Hidoro. I... This is why I'm doing this episode. Just one more Doro Hidoro. I was going to say, like, let's not say the most obvious one of them all. Is that Doro Hidoro? Yeah, it's Doro Hidoro. Okay, but that's the only one I want back. Like... Nah, I was going to say, like, the You're a Nice movie, but it's been, like, five years now. That's not happening. I thought they had a release date. Uh, actually, I'm not going to say I thought they had a release date because I don't actually know. But I, I thought I saw they did have a release date for something. like two or three years ago. Oh, and it just doesn't seem like it's coming through. No. Oh, yeah. Okay, I see it. It's listed as um, TBA yeah. on Analyst. Oh, excuse me. I don't know like what else I could see on this list that I think should like make a comeback. Or like, I think I, I would like them to do Yasuke again, but like with a better story i think the animation was cool honestly there's nothing really here that like i can see them needed to bring back or try right i would want to see uh, maybe it's just me being with i can't want to see like them try to take like do that version of fate right right because like <laughs> like i feel bad for any other studio that attempts to do fate now like after the way ufuta a football has like absolutely dunked on like the fate franchise like it's made look absolutely amazing and then they continue on with like demons they just making it look absolutely amazing right because like yeah it's kind of like a hard ball to pick up i guess at this point yeah like if you like because like there was the heavens few trilogy movies that the football boys did and then i think was it production ig did the fate uh, grand order and you just see like the difference in like quality between the two and i'm like yeah you look good but you're not as good as like uh fate right maybe like uh mappa can like do the controversy and like crunch the employees to make it look that <laughs> yeah seriously that is definitely something we wanted to talk about as well because although i don't think this is exclusive to mappa in general they were caught up in a little bit of controversy yeah uh this controversy included underpaying animators uh, and being credited very low on some of their original series. Yeah. I haven't gotten a real chance to look into which series that consists of, but they are also criticized for extreme levels of crunch. And as we've seen, this does seem like it could be an industry-wide issue as Crunchyroll also had their own issues with compensating voice actors fairly in late 2022. There were dub voice actors that came out and said that they were only compensated $150. And albeit that was for, if I recall correctly, a smaller role. But as a small pitch for the future, we will be doing um, a labor and anime episode. So make sure you keep up with the podcast. So when that comes out, hopefully later this year, you can check that out. But realistically, for something like this, for MAPA specifically... Uchi, what do you think needs to change? I think it's hard to say for MAPA specifically, because like we mentioned, right, this is kind of like an industry-wide thing, right? Yeah. Like, all the anime studios in Japan, right? I think I've only heard of Kyoto Animation and Pandy Tree and their employees well. I would honestly argue a lot of media, like, this is a global issue. This is a global issue, right? Like, I think about uh, like the Screen Actors Guild. Yeah. in uh in hollywood or i think about crunches in game development that's 
like these are not unique issues to Mappa, although they've been brought into these things. But we also talked about how Mappa has one of the biggest teams like out there, and they're not producing as much. So to me, I kind of put those like wires together, and it's they're underpaying their staff so they can have more staff. Yeah. So I'm thinking like realistically. Like, MAPA is too big for its own britches. I think, like, the thing is, like, a lot of, like, a lot of anime is kind of like that, right? Where, like, the, like it's not, it's it's an open-ended secret. Like, if you go into anime, you're not going to make a lot of money, right? Mm-hmm. Studios don't, anime, anime doesn't make a lot of money, right? Right. And, like, people still get treated badly. Uh, there's crunch insane schedules right and like it seems to be like one of those like running evils in the anime right and like it's it's i i i honestly don't know how you fix it right that's like for the first time ever, i don't know how you fix it right because it also stems from a wider problem of like uh how japan society works when it comes to working right mm-hmm. and like globalism and like capitalism society and like how it works right and like it's hard for me to say anymore right because like a problem is kind of like i enjoy watching anime i hate like how some of the stuff happens around anime like a lot of it right yeah and like i i definitely try to avoid the death of the author in that these people are effectively being exploited to create these things constantly and quickly I think one major issue I think that we have run into, and this is another like society as a collective. I not I don't want to attack viewers for the issues within the industry because that's not fair. But I think a lot of studios are afraid of losing momentum on their properties. You don't get extended breaks between seasons anymore. You don't get like long gaps between episodes you have weekly airings and then you are going to get a lot of things quickly if they announce chainsaw man season two i wouldn't be shocked if that came out sometime next year they want things and and people want these things to come out quickly and have them now because they remember them now yeah maybe this is me being like an old man but i think there would be a lot of value for workers in anime and other media industries if it was more acceptable to have bigger gaps in production i think one of the most famous thing is like i remember i I argued about this a long time ago where i was like straight up there's too much media out there there's too much anime i'm kind of with you there's There's too much there's too much shit to consume there's so many there's too many games there's too many movies like and i love having the options but holy smokes at what time do we sit like at what point do we be like you know what let's slow let's slow down i don't know if it ever will because like people are just like oh let's just keep going let's just keep going let's just keep going right well and like, like that kind of boils down too to like i'm getting into politics a little bit but like consumption under capitalism like in a society where this isn't going to be heavy in this regard, but in a society where the only 
incentive you have to create something is more money the only incentive you have to create something is more money yeah and that sorry go ahead no no i was gonna say like i agree with you though right it's just Mm -hmm. like there's just so much out there and like it's it is tiring people can't do it anymore right Mm -mm. you gotta like you get older you have a job you have kids you have a big dumb dog who likes to bark in the middle of your podcast you have a podcast (laughs) there's other things to do you know like there's so much out there and like people are just like competing for time now right and it's just it's not possible anymore yeah i think at a certain point like it's just going to reach a peak and it'll just be there's just too many things to do too many things to watch i'm not even gonna bother yeah i don't know how that'll ever be like a trackable or understandable like statistic which i think most of these companies are going to need to do anything about it but i kind of think that that is the inevitable cliff that we're gonna hit yeah so one thing we just because like our only other studio episode and another studio we've talked about a lot is studio trigger we mentioned with them that they use a Patreon to help pay their staff more appropriately. I'm wondering if that might work for major stu- like production studios. Like, could we see Studio Mappa start a Patreon and say, hey, it, it, it's like, I'm thinking about it. It's like tipping. It's like everyone's expecting tipping from regular people to come in and fill the gaps that the companies don't want to fill. Honestly, I don't like that idea. Cause That's like, fair. Now you're putting the onus on like the viewers to do that, right? Mm-hmm. And like now it's going to be like our fault if like whatever like employee doesn't make a little bit of wage when it's in reality the studio. I'm not going to say studio map, but in this case, but whichever studio it is, doesn't want to pay them more, right? Like it's kind of shitty. Like it's the same. Like I like this tipping thing. It's it's gone so. F- out of hand dude it's like everywhere oh, yeah. literally There's everywhere is asking for a tip a like, lot of places i just say no and i think i would say no to major studios i haven't even signed up for the studio trigger patreon like like there's only a very select few patreons that i think offer enough value hours uh to give money to and a lot of them are creating products that you can only get on patreon yeah. So I'm making a purchase rather than a tip. Because, like, you're making a purchase, right? Like, it's like if I went and bought uh, merch, right? I am mm-hmm. getting a physical thing that I have, right? Yeah. Versus me giving, like, a big studio, what, 10 to $20 a month so that they can then pay the employee better instead of them just doing it better in the lo- to begin with, right? Yeah, because like uh, that's probably that's truly really going out of hand with like like the idea of like patrons when it comes to like these big studios or like companies getting onto patron right? Because it used to be for like people like us who like <laughs> we don't get a lot of money from like sponsors or anything like that. Yeah, right? yeah. Like that's- we, what I think we make like thirty ish dollars a month on Patreon. And shout out to our Patreon subscribers. We'll give you a real shout out at the end of the episode, but like it's I'm with you. Like it always seemed like Patreon was supposed to be something to fuel smaller entities, 
like people like entities who don't need to or like people individually like not a company like if if mapa were to drop that patreon i suggested this idea but no chance snowball's chance in hell i give mapa money like yeah like look like when when like massive twitch streamers and youtubers have like patrons right i understand why you have a patron your income is relied on your audience right your audience and sponsors so that's where you make your income from right Mm-hmm. It's the same thing for us. Our Patreon is ranked on our Patreons, right? Yeah. Studio Mapper can make revenues from so many other things, right? And then on top of that, they're also treating the, then they're also being caught up in all these controversies. Yeah. Right. And like realistically, someone has to be making a bunch of money on anime. Like you're not churning these things out and not making a bunch of cash. Yeah. I refuse to believe. That no one, that everyone in anime is doing this out of passion because that's bullshit. There's someone like there's there's entities at the top, whether it's like executives, whether it's Crunchyroll, like the distributors, whether it's someone along those lines who's cashing in big time and realistically probably just needs to become like a unionization effort where your labor is now collectively demanding fair compensation yeah but i don't know i know unionization is a difficult process in the western part of the world and i cannot imagine how much more difficult it would be in japan I understanding I what it would be like in japan just trying to unionize i could not imagine but like, uh, that is to say that uh Jordo's bizarre podcast does in fact support all unions all except unions police that- Except police unions. All unions that look out for the good of the people. That's right. So not police Join us with our podcast, Support Workers. Let's fucking go. Uh, I think that's about it for what I have to say about uh, labor and also Studio Mappa, I suppose. Unless there's anything you got. I mean, like, the only thing like left is just saying, like, after we spend, like, maybe the last 15 minutes, or, like, the last bit, like, completely shitting on, like, Okay, it, was kind of sh- it wasn't shitting. It was just me being like criticizing at least. I don't know. I don't hear that constructive criticism. Yes. What we're truly looking forward to from Marvel to play next. I am. I am looking forward to Attack on Titan, the final part, part one of version six, part two, final part <laughs> ending, the finale, part one, two, two, uh, the sequel, <laughs> Boogaloo. <laughs> I'm also looking forward to Attack on Titan and JJK, realistically. JJK's been fun. JJK is so fucking good. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Like, it's just. What's it called? It's just a matter of, like, okay, JJK is, in fact, just a battle shonen. But it's good. It's done really well. (laughs) Yep. Yep. What what does JJK do that is unique to JJK? Absolutely nothing. It's just phenomenally well done. Yep. Yep, and like I have in fact done like a little bit of research in that regard in that it is very normal to take existing tropes and just do them well and you'll have a good product and I think that's what they're doing. They got fun characters, they got good action scenes, they have a good story. Sure, I'm in. JJK was like what my Hero Academia was originally shaping up to be. Tropes done really well. Yeah. 
And then My Hero Academia ran for six seasons, and we're just like, what is happening now? The season, no, it, read, it, it lost the plot in season four and five. It's recovering now. Yes. But, like, but that is another episode that's altogether. Another, that's another thing. Yeah. Like, other than that, oh, I am also really looking forward to the Zombieland saga movie. I fucking love Zombieland. I need to watch that real bad. It's, I need to watch that. Like yet again, after I spent twenty minutes criticizing, uh, constructive criticizing of Studio Mappa, Zombieland Saga, so fucking good. It, that show makes me laugh so much. It looks funny. I saw the rap scenes from it and stuff like that, and I'm just like, yo, this is hilarious. It's so good. Um, and- that for me though is about all I am kind of looking forward to just because I don't really have a lot. There's not really a lot else on the horizon, you know? Yeah. I don't think they've announced whatever they're doing next year yet. So no, everything's listed up till 2023. So I'm assuming that's all we're getting. Yeah. Uh, and with that, we'd like to thank everyone for listening to another episode of JB pod. If you've gotten this far, I would like to assume that you enjoyed the episode thus far. And we'd like to ask you to share this with your friends. Uh, Let them know we exist. Share the episode link. Retweet. Whatever. Even just like react to our posts on Discord. All good. Just anything you do to share your podcast. Sit grandma down. Make her listen to our opinions on Studio Mappa. Or our horniness in our Valentine's episodes. Just We just want you to share a podcast you enjoy with your friends. And with that, if you share that, let us know. We want to know. But all the same, we will see you on the next episode of Jordos Was Our Podcast. Okay. And finally, special shout out to our patrons, Brick Mittens, Anda Senpai, AW Donut, and Kmart. If you want on that list, you know where to find it. You know what to do. But I with don't. that. I'm joking, too. What the heck? I'm trying to sell. All right, we're going to go have a fight after this podcast. That's what we're doing today. We're fighting in the club. (laughs) That's not true. There's only love here. There's no love. Unless he talks about Aerith. Oh, you beat your waifu. Sorry. Fuck you. Maybe edit that out. That might have been a little aggressive. Okay, see you. Bye. Bye. Yeah, everybody just talk, nobody really